Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, we've got our favorite, wonderful, top pet nutritionist in the country. And I am not kidding when I say that. <laughs> Hi, y'all. It's Miss Neely Piazza. <laughs> and some people call her pizza because it does look like pizza. Yeah, I used to say Pizza with an attitude, because there's an A in there. Oh, I get it. Piazza. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Pizza's P-I-Z-Z-A. You're right. Yeah. P- okay. I, I I can't spell. There <laughs> That's we go. Okay. Hey, you know what, Neely? Uh, I was looking back at some of our reviews that we got back in 2021, and man, did we tick off some people. We ticked <laughs> off some people on our podcast because we were talking about vaccine and masks. Uh, brought down our rating a little bit. Uh, but you know what? I don't know if those people would come back to us now today and say, sorry, you were right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I doubt anybody would ad- would admit they were wrong. And who knows? Some of those people may still think they're right, although I can't imagine how, but oh well. Well, now you sort of hear it in all the uh, alternative news, you know, like, well, uh, we were saying it, you know, in the beginning as well, but they're really coming out and going, Hey, and all of these doctors who were, um, who were censored and who were trying to tell people take those masks off because they're going to make you sick. Um, but they, you know, we were mask deniers and vaccine deniers. And now we're seeing people that are dying. Um, we just had another kid up here, 20 years old, uh, pass away. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot. And I think we're not hearing about, as much of it as we should be, you know, I think a lot of that stuff is still not still uh, being hidden and diverted and tried to be blamed on something else. But, but there's a lot of people that are seeing it in person and catching on and starting to question even the regular vaccines, like what we've been talking about for years and, I I um had a um a doctor's appointment yesterday and this was just for um aesthetics. Okay. An aesthetic doctor, <laughs> let's just put it that way. And so he says to me, um, he 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 was he said, You never got the vax, did you? And I said, No, no, no. And he said, I am so disappointed in my colleagues, you know, that were just doing it and um giving these uh, shots to their young kids and blah, blah, blah. He pulls out his ivermectin and he said, you know what? This is such great stuff for um, for all types of things. Just back to my rant is that, yeah, we we took some people off back in the day, back in the day. So one of the, the worst reviews that we had back in 2021 uh, <laughs> was uh, from gig12567, whoever that is. You can't reply to these, but... Uh, gave us a one out of five stars reason why i unliked i used to be a loyal fan of this podcast but when our nation began grappling with 
COVID, this podcast turned into a denier's rant against COVID and mask wearing, sprinkled in with dog health information. Even the veterinarian guest, which they're talking about Dr. Judy Jasek, was talking about allowing her pet parents to take their mask off while in the exam room. And this was during the height of a crisis. I gave them another listen today, and now it has developed into an anti-vaxxers rant mixed in with raw diet information unfollowed. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. Peace Alrighty out. then. Well, and and um we relate this all across the board. So if if we can't and I think the point that we've tried to make, maybe we didn't do it successfully, but is that you can't separate the two agencies. You can't separate uh, mm -mm. people health and pet health, right? You really can't. <clears throat> Same with nutrition. It's you know, you can't separate it. It everything runs in parallel like that. And you know, as as far as um, the whole crisis, quote unquote, thing goes, you can't, how can, how can you talk about your pet without incorporating something that is affecting and changing everyone's life, including your dog? I mean, how can you leave that out? Mm -hmm. You just can't. And, you know. Well, and, and they were trying to push the COVID vax for dogs, whatever that oh. was. Well, and I mean, there's been a Corona vaccine for dogs forever. And I remember when my mom was raising puppies, she was talking about it and she was like, I don't know why anybody would give this. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she was not, you know, at all. I mean, she vaccinated her dogs and her puppies and did all the normal breeder things that most quote unquote um reputable readers are supposed to do but i mean you know that was 40 years ago but still even then she was like yeah i don't know why you would do that that one <laughs> so right. well yeah. and i and i think that it's it's uh easier for pet parents to wrap their head around nutrition if they themselves yep have had a issue or um, uh, a crisis where they've had to change their nutritional content. And then they start And they've looking. gone through, yeah. And they've gone, they know the benefits or they understand the benefits because they've seen them in themselves. A lot of people I talk to, that's how they started. I started the other way around. I, I found it for the dogs and then applied it to me. I did it backwards than most people do, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I talked to a lot of a lot of people that have had been plagued with some sort of a, a chronic disease or illness or, you know, just typical ADR ain't doing right um, issues. And they go on about how diet is so important and how um, processed food is 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 just taken over and convenience so exactly convenience. convenience kills uh convenience kills it does um you know one if you if you know somebody that has cancer right which probably everybody does today because there's so much cancer going on which is something that my doctor said to me yesterday uh he said have you noticed he said i'm just seeing like cancers come up like crazy and i'm like yeah 
And uh, so we were talking about that. But um, if you know somebody that has cancer, you could probably ask them, did your uh, cancer doctor talk to you about nutrition? Did he talk to you about removing processed foods, removing sugar, removing things? And um, someone, you know, uh, in our family right now is dealing with that. And they basically said this. So this is where I think it helps when we talk about people and pets. But they said, you're going to need to take chemo for the rest of your life. And uh, yeah, just go out and eat uh, shakes and sugar and all that kind of stuff. You need to gain weight. And I'm like, that that doesn't even begin to make sense. No, that's the total opposite of what you need to be doing. I mean, the most current view on cancer that isn't completely outside the box anyway, I'm completely outside the box, but the most current somewhat mainstream view of cancer is that it's a um, metabolism issue and that uh, sugar, sugar feeds it, which is one reason why you want to eliminate all starch and all processed stuff in a dog's diet that has, that's dealing with that. But, yeah i mean and i it's kind of like um lowering your cholesterol for heart patients the cholesterol doesn't have anything to do with it it's a marker as same as same as um i think um weight and obesity is is the same it's a marker it doesn't cause anything it just runs parallel with other factors that cause it so or that are um, implicated anyway. Um, my whole view of what causes what is changing. So I have to be careful how I say it, but you know, at least you cause us to have lower ratings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. It's all me. Can you, can you imagine being a doctor right now? You'd be like, I don't know. Come here from Sikkim. I don't know what I'm doing because this information is coming out. This is what I was taught in school. Now I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm supposed to look at. I don't know what I, I mean, can you imagine being in that situation? You'd be like, I'm stuck. I I bet a lot of them feel totally stuck right now. I don't think so. I think most of them are totally oblivious to the fact that they're everything that they learned is wrong. I don't think either they're not willing to look at it. They don't want to see it or. I don't think the majority of them even know. So this book that you got me for Christmas, Feeding Dogs from um, great, amazing book. I see why you love it. Um, You cannot read this book, Neely, without having your entire uh, belief system uprooted about what is true in the world. Or, or you can't read it without totally questioning what people are telling you because he shows in here so many different freedom of information um, acts of, of dialogue that goes on between the pet food industry and the vet schools and mm-hmm. and what they're saying. And, and it's so obvious that, mm-hmm. again, what he says is four-step process. Uh, the four-step process is, is 
you own the information, you own the distribution of the information, and you deny, you deny, you deny, even if that information is wrong until you can no longer deny. And by that time, you're probably in the clear because you've made so much daggum money off of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But just the information, like the lack of scientific information that is really out there. You know, in in his uh, so he's got like the sections on corporate influence, which is huge, the corporate influence, which is huge. And then you've got the section on the lack of real scientific research. There's no real scientific research that has gone Mm -hmm. into this kibble um, food. I know. Have you read the Afco chapter yet? Yeah, the AFCO chapter, which it's basically... It's kind of towards the end, so you may not have got there. But, I mean, he basically is saying with studies and um, however you want to look at it, proof, he's basically saying what I've been saying for years and people have been arguing with me about for years. And I'm like, well, there you go. There's somebody else that's saying it and is publishing in it, publishing it and giving you references. Go look it up yourself. So, you know, I don't... It was very validating. That was one reason why I really liked that one. There's a there's some things in there that I'm not completely on board with him on, but I think um, the and actually I follow him on Rob Rob Petmedics and um, they they've actually addressed some of those things. And he's like, I didn't know that. I have to look into that. So you know, he's been pigeonholed into you know with blinders on into one category for that 10 years that it took him to put that book together. And so, so he hadn't stepped outside that, um, that rail yet and seen the other stuff, you know, to, like basically health related, the vaccine stuff and, and that kind of thing. And, <clears throat> um, so even, even he is c- coming around to, um, a lot of a lot of the things other things that we've been talking about too and he's very very science-based i i used to be but i'm like getting away from it because i think it's kind of a joke at this point but um you know people that have to have that to back it up he's doing that so it was very validating to have somebody else that is on on that big of a stage say the same things that you and I have been saying for years. So it's gratifying and it's sickening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But now we have something that now we, now we can say, well, if you don't believe me, go read this book. <laughs> right? Yeah. We didn't have that before. <laughs> exactly. So I got, uh, there was a, I saw an email that came in last night, um, that basically said I'm on board um, with um, feeding a raw diet. However, my roommates uh, are convinced that the raw diet will make them sick, make my dog sick, make us all sick. So um, what can I read? And uh, the, the response back was, go read Dr. Brady's book. <laughs> and well, uh, in- that is so stupid because how unless they're all vegans and don't touch anything and even i mean 
how can anybody think that that real food is gonna i i don't understand i i don't get that line of thinking it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever that's the kind of stuff that has been that's what they hear so that's what they will instead of actually thinking about it and being oh well that's stupid they just believe what they hear and it drives me crazy that one's not even a um a big step you know that's just like well, I I eat meat. I handle raw meat. Granted, I cook it before I eat it. So why would it be bad for the dog? How is it going to make me sick? How does that work? I mean, come on. Okay, now I'm just going to read you another review from Dawson's Diary. He gave us a review on the 5th of this month. He said, good, but not sensitive. Okay, and it says, I love listening to this podcast. It really has shown me the importance of feeding my raw, my dog a raw diet and taking a more holistic approach to his health. With that said, I've noticed that the hosts don't have much or any grace for those of us who are new to the raw diet. They have a tendency to really look down on those people, which is disheartening. And again, they do give great uh, advice and facts, but I would definitely give them a five-star review if they were more gracious towards the newbies. Well, so let's look at this. Let's look at this a little bit different. So if I was talking to a person, like actually talking to a person and, and trying to help them um, see something or understand something or something like that, I'm, I, you know, I'm direct, but I'm t- typically very considerate and kind to people. And I go to whatever level they're willing to go. and you know, whatever they're comfortable with. And I don't go any further, but this is me and you talking about cold, hard facts. It's not aimed at any particular person. Right. So how is that? How is that offensive? If I'm talking to you, I mean, this is like somebody listening to our conversation. So how is that offensive to a specific person? Because I, because we cannot offend in this world. There that you cannot offend. Okay, people got to get over that, or they're going <laughs> to not make it very far. <laughs> so, for all you people out there that that uh, uh, think think that, uh, um, if you actually talk to me, ask anybody that I've had a consult with. Um, You're amazing. They're they're usually very enlightening, yep. wonderful conversations, and I enjoy them very much. And and so do, so do uh, the people that I talk with. We have well, a good time. Well, I'm offended with some of these reviews. I don't blame you. Come on. I'm offended. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) Nah, I'm not. I mean, look, if you're going to deal with the public, and my husband used to tell me this all the time when I was on the speaking circuit, right? So you get up and you speak, and you cannot please everyone. You can't make everybody happy all the time. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I mean, just look at the title of the podcast, The Raw Dog Food Truth. So that, you know, the truth is not always pretty. And but somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to put it out there. And if you don't like it or you don't believe it, go look it up. Yeah, just do some more research on it. Yeah. Like like Dr. Brady. Holy cow. Did he do a lot of research? Right. And yeah, it took him. He he it he he said it took him ten years to get that book put together. So, 
So there, there are a lot of books out there though, for those that worry about feeding a raw diet. Okay. Give your dog a bone by Dr. Ian Billinghurst is one C spot live longer by Steve Brown ruined by excess perfected by lack, uh, by Richard Patton, Patton. Uh, you know, raw and natural by Lou Olson. I mean, there, there's a lot of them out there. And, and I, and I would say this, that, out of all of the thousands of people who are raw feeders today, um, you you could ask, you could just say, um, has anybody ever gotten sick from a raw diet? Right? From a, I mean, if that were the case, I would say that every sushi bar would be shut down from here to Timbuktu. I know. It's, it's well, you know, all of those fear fear tactics that you hear if you if you break them down and actually look look at look at it you know step back and look at it look what they're saying and then just you know put a little bit of brain power into it it's like that's all it is it's a scare tactic look at who's saying it look at where it's coming from and follow the money we, you know, that saying's been around for a long time, but I don't think that people have really seen it quite as as uh, clearly as they're seeing it today. When we look at how much money is in uh, big pharma, is in big pet food. I mean, mm-hmm. when we're talking billions and billions of dollars. There is a almost a line where it's like. I really can't look at nutrition because, and I'm talking about big pet food now, if we look at nutrition, that's going to hurt our bottom line, right? If yeah, we, right. If we look, we can't, we can't if look, we look at the truth. We're going to be in trouble. We cannot do that. No, we cannot. And so um, <laughs> we refuse. Uh, so, you know, but, but another thing that, that really, um, we are seeing, I would have to say, Neely, is that we we are seeing it with the big corporations coming in and taking over the veterinary, the independent veterinary clinics yep. so that they can control, again, control the distribution, control the information, control the protocols. You are also seeing that. Oh, my it- gosh. The protocols are like ridiculous. It, Mars. So Mars owns the products that causes causes the issues and then they own the vets that treat the issues and it's just a big cycle and they have protocols that are guaranteed to cause more issues and spiral yeah so it's 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 scary it's scary well and what they're doing is they will come in with big big money so i want to ask my listeners this i'm talking to you now listeners you're not just listening to our crimes i have a question if if you owned a I, I, let's just say a, a raw pet food company and the big pet food manufacturers came in and offered you $10 million for that company. And you know, you know that they're going to take it and they're going to squash it and they're going to change it. And it's not going to be good for pets. Would you do it? Now there's not very many people that are going to say, ah, I don't want $10 million. Not, no, right? it's fine. It just so you have to understand where that's coming from, right? Yeah, you've got great companies 
that start out great, like Zwe Peak. They are now owned by venture capitalists, uh, by groups out of China, right? That guy that started Zwe Peak was a deer hunter and he was providing deer meat to companies. And so people start out with these really good intentions, but yep. money talks, money yep. talks. And they're like, you know what? Maybe they're tired of dealing with the public. They're tired of getting bad reviews, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, exactly. I'm taking the money. I'll take <laughs> yeah. the money, Alex. What's behind door number three? I take it. Well, that's that's what happened to me with with the with the kennel. You got bought out, didn't you? You sold out to yeah, the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sold out to the enemy. Oh no! So there was a lot of people that would that came there because they they didn't want to have to give their dog all the required vaccines, and um. You know, I always help people out with that within, you know, within the within legal limits, but still with the dog's best interests at at heart. And, you know, I don't know what those people are going to do now because there's not anywhere else that'll do that. Right. Right. So. I want to ask you, because you listen to uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan a lot, um, Dr. Kaufman, um, Amanda Vollmer, all of these folks, um, what what are they saying? I mean, they, they know about the vaccines on the human side. What do they say about the standard veterinary protocol? on the pet side. Dr. Kaufman, I've heard him a couple of times because, you know, the people that follow them uh, also will ask about their pets and all. And, but he, he basically feeds his dog the same thing he eats. So I've heard him say, basically take care of your pets the way you take care of yourself. And they're in Dr. Cowan is new to new to pets and animals in general, but he's got, um, a couple of cats that they originally got for, uh, they're in upstate New York too, that they originally got for their barn. They were raising, um, going to raise sheep and all that. And chick, I think he has chickens. Um, but he got cats, you know, kittens for barn cats. And he's just like falling head over heels in love with these cats. He said he gave them kibble once and they like lost their minds. You know how we call it kitty crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cats like totally lost their mind. And then they were like hunting everywhere they could, they, they could to try to get more. And he's like, that was a mistake. I'll never do that again. And of course now he knows how, how, um, awful that he even said he said kibble is absolutely awful it's it's horrible and so um he's people ask him all the time what to do for their pets and um he's like well you know logic would say that they would need a species appropriate diet just like people basically both of these guys well dr callen was a a a family physician and an emergency doctor for almost 40 years. And he's pretty, he's pretty uh, anti-medical establishment just from, and he didn't practice that way. He, he practiced as a um, holistic doctor, but 
um, he is like diving deep and questioning uh, the whole premise of biology. And I have to say, he's he's right. He's definitely right. Everything that we think we know and think we have learned about biology, even down to the the shape of um, components of or even existence of the cell as we know it is not accurate and definitely not provably accurate. So there's a lot of a lot of questions and a, a lot of things that have been just taken and presumed as fact and as a that's that's why I say science at this point. I don't trust it because so many so many studies have have started with a with a uh, basic assumption which has never been shown to be true so if your foundation is not accurate none of your results are going to be accurate plus all the you know um any kind of experiment or or a study is going to be um stilted towards whatever the funding agency is looking for and that i mean i was in academic research for for years you know and grant writing and actually performing experiments and all that and it's always based on well what can we get funded to do and what do we have to show it what do we have to show to get that funding and you know that that was just in a small academic lab in um you know at, at csu so well let me ask you, you can imagine about that. what let me ask you about that statement really quick. Is it that you were looking for something to research so that you had a job and you needed to yeah. get, that's it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how professors get tenures. Publish, publish, publish. So, you know, um, Ian Needy's has said that at least half of all published studies are inaccurate. So, and I, you know, I can vouch for that. I mean, statistics, you can, you can make statistics say anything and nobody really looks at the methods. People just look at the abstract and the discussion and conclusion. They don't look at the materials and methods section. They don't look at, um, if, if that actual, you know, what, what assumptions are made. They don't look at what the hypotheses are. They don't look at what the variables are. They don't. They don't look at any of that. They just look at the beginning and the end. And some of them just look at the headlines. And a lot of times the the title is completely misleading. Sometimes the title doesn't even match what the paper actually says. So, you know, at this point, 20 years ago was bad enough. But at this point, it's, you know, it, it's not even worth looking at, looking at it, I, in in my opinion. Wow. Um, I, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> it's like I've got to come up with something so I keep getting paid over here on these research papers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, even if, I mean, even if they're bogus, <laughs> career like, well, scientists and, you know, um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of career scientists with their with labs and with uh, technicians and, you know, people spend their whole lives working in labs. And how do you where do you think that money comes from? But I don't you know. get it. I mean, so what? What's the point of the grants? I mean, I get, I get what the point of the grants is, but if 
it's just a group of scientists or researchers or who, whatever you title you want to put on these people. Um, if they are just looking for something to investigate or research, and why, why, why are these people giving them grants to do that? It's What's, not people. It's corporations. Okay. And those corporations have a vested interest in the results of which they give the grant money for? Exactly. Okay. Because even and if- the government and the government, which we all know, we all know that the government is um, backed by big pharma and big ag and all that. So they steer, they steer what investigations are done and how it's done and what gets published. And, you know, even the journals, big pharma owns the journals. They're not going to publish anything that is, um, contrary to to their mission yeah i was listening to um there was a big controversy about stephen crowder uh ladder with crowder and i i don't know the the depths of it but it was basically this that if you're talking about something all right so you're a a like a joe rogan right and joe rogan Uh gets paid a ton of money um, and remember when they were trying to censor him and not let him do some things. And so basically mm-hmm. what Crowder was saying was this, if you sign these agreements, these contracts that are going to pay you large amounts of money in order to do a certain podcast, you are going to know they're, they're going to ding you. And he started going down the line. If you do this, if you get a strike, if you get, um, if you say things that we don't like, you know, then you get less and less money. So what people do is they just, they censor themselves, right? Right. They're constantly censoring themselves. And so how do you ever get to the truth unless you are not being paid, unless your life doesn't depend on it, like this podcast. That's why sometimes we get these bad reviews and (laughs) right, because we're just, Exactly. We're, We're just, just trying to tell people the truth. Yeah. And 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 or maybe plant the seed. <laughs> and maybe and maybe we are a little hard on our new feeders, but I think it's because sometimes we're like, come on, guys. Um, we want you to wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. We don't want you to be spoon fed. Why? Because it doesn't matter whether we're gonna spoon feed you. If you allow us to spoon feed you, you're gonna allow somebody else is spoon feed we're not you too. we're not making a difference if if we coddle people and like you said spoon feed them and make everything easy on them then nobody is ever going to start thinking you 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 say you know and a lot of people appreciate that it's like there i've heard people say things that i never would have thought of and it was like oh yeah now i get it you know and even if they don't agree with you and even if they are like, well, I'm going to unfollow you and never listen to you again, they have still heard it. And that seed's still there. And two or you three can't years get rid now, of it. You, you can't get rid of well, it. You and can't unhear it. You, as things go on and you hear other things that you may not remember where you heard it or that you heard it, but that seed is in there. And, you know, enough, enough things will come by you that you know in in five years you may be preaching the same thing we are and not even realize it so you can't you can't be worried about what people think and how upset they're gonna be i mean i'm not saying go out and piss people 
people off and be mean and all that. I'm just saying you you can't you can't like soften the truth. It it is what it is, and you know I don't I, I don't know any other way to to be than to you know this Listen, is what I know, this is what I think, and this is why I think it makes me really tired if I have to worry about every um p's the dotted i's and cross t's it really does make me tired to think i've got to not say this because that's going to bother that person not say this because it's going to bother that person right it's like figure out how to deal with your botheredness (laughs) if you don't agree then listen you know it's like we're not forcing you to listen to us but you're listening to us because we promised you we'd tell you the truth and that's what we're doing so if you don't believe us if you don't agree with us prove us wrong which will be really hard to do by the way i've been doing this a long time proving me wrong will be really hard (laughs) but i will say that you're open to other um, oh yeah yeah okay just like um listening to dr cowan okay again if he is saying and there he has said this there isn't an immune system i yeah well i and you know i've i've alluded to some tried to put some of his some of the things i've learned from him in respect to to dogs and i haven't always mentioned his name but he's definitely um gone way out on a limb and i don't have any problem following him because i I think he's right and I can see I can see what he's talking about and I can see the issues but you know there's a lot of things that I actually don't say because people are are not quite ready to go there yet and you know you don't want to go so far that you know people shut down and be like oh my god this person is totally crazy but you know like like the whole antibody thing um it's not he's not the first person i've heard say this and he backs it up with other other people that are doing private research or have been looking into things for a while but you know we've been saying for a long time that the immune system is not just antibodies and you get into that when you start looking actually doing a deep deeper dive into vaccines so i've kind of known this for a long time but antibodies are not the only the only thing that protects you and they're not even come to find out they're not even specific so you know there's there's the whole idea of if you take the uh what makes you sick and actually look at it from there are no pathogenic viruses there are no pathogenic bacteria bacteria are um, are there to clean up the mess and they're kind of like the trash collectors and they do exude a toxin, but illnesses are caused from a toxin, not from a contagious um, thing, you know, Okay, not, so not from some. So here's here's one of the things that could be um, when you learn something different, it can affect your business. So let's just say this, that there's no immune system. So what about supplements right. that we're selling that help that supposedly help boost your immune system? What are we doing? So, 
So if we if we're using something and you actually see an improvement, then it's doing something. We're not, you know, we're not saying that um, different products don't cause an effect or don't have an effect. They a lot of them do, but it's just not in the way that we think they do. Right. Right. So right. and and then people are like, well, what are they doing? It's like, well, you know, we don't really know because nobody has looked at it because they've been looking at other stuff that they're getting paid for. Right. So that's the biggest thing. People come back with, well, if if there are no viruses or if the, or if there is no contagion in that respect, then then what is it? It's like, well, there's no way to know because nobody's looked at it because there's not any funding for anybody to look at it. So just because you you know something is not true doesn't mean you know what actually is true, right? You don't have to have an you don't have to have an answer to know that another answer is wrong. You don't have to have the right answer to know that one answer is actually wrong, right? So, so but that seems to be people's argument. Well, if you don't have a if you can't prove it then you know, it's like, well, I don't have to I don't have to prove what the right answer is. You just need to see that this is this is not the right answer. So I will but say this: people don't look at it that way, right? That that adored beast, Julianne Lee, and I will say she always says this: if you don't see improvement with the product, stop using it, right? So she's like, yeah, um, exactly. I was talking um, about the other day on 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 uh, one of the the. Um, Oh, the rebalancer. I was talking about the rebalancer, the anti-vaccinosis, the one that, you know, you take after a round yeah. of vaccines. And she's, so the question is, how long do you use it? Well, she'll give you how long not to use it, but she will say this. If you don't see improvement before you reach the time that I'm telling you, you know, if you go through an entire month and then I think it's, um, you go to once a, you know, you can do it a week, uh, a month after there's something like that, whatever the protocol is. She always says on all of her, supplements if you don't see improvement stop using it i think so andy asked me about rebalancer the other day and i, I so this is the problem with with the anti-vaccinosis and the rebalancer and, and thuya and silica and the which are the two homeopathics that are in that particular product um people think oh well i can just go get the vaccine and then you Use this product and everything will be fine. That's right. not true. That's like right. saying, oh, well, I can take two courses of antibiotics and then just do a probiotic and everything will be fine. That's not true. It doesn't work that way. You can't negate that. Now, what the rebalancer will do and is it's not definitely not going to hurt anything. And you, you know, you may not see anything change. However, a good portion of vaccine damage one, you would never know that's what it is. And two, it may not actually clinically show for years. So like, you know, the first dog I lost from vaccine damage, um, had, um, um, hemo, uh, hemolytic anemia. Yeah, yeah. Autoimmune hemolytic anemia. And she bled out. Um, which is how, what got me on the track of, you know, it was like the nail in the coffin for me to actually take a deep dive into that. I was already questioning it, but when that happened, I was like, well, crap. And she was, she was seven and 
So, you know, using that product, it may not clear up the skin. It may not clear up the ears. It may not, you know, clear up the itchy, that kind of thing. The stuff that, that everybody is all on board with, oh, it's allergies. Oh, it's allergies. Oh, it's vaccine damage, which it very well may be. And actually I would say it is, but it may negate that five years down the road. Oh, getcha. So, oh, I gotcha. So you're saying that, yes, that that product. So were you going to say um, heavy metals are a big issue in the vaccines and that's what this uh, rebalancer helps get rid of? No, I so I, I know that uh, the adjuvants and the additives and the preservatives and all that stuff that they put in, in vaccines along with everything else. I know those are toxic and they cause problems. Problems, especially if they're injected directly in the bloodstream. I know that, but I have never felt like that those, you know, people that say, oh, vaccines are fine. It's just the additives and preservatives and the mercury and the aluminum in there. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Um, I, I believe they're bad, but I don't believe that if you had a pure antigen in saline and injected it, that it would be any different. Because why? I but well because you're still injecting something toxic it, you're injecting it you're piercing the skin and injecting it into the bloodstream it doesn't there's no way for it to naturally get there like that there's no you know the whole the whole theory the whole plus plus here's the other thing they can they they don't actually um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, isolate. They don't actually isolate the antigen, a single antigen either. It's all toxic, um, biological so, waste. It's not. It's not a single antigen. It's like ground up snot and stuff like that. So you're still getting biological toxic crap. Whether you have just like the Jenner. Um, and the smallpox stuff. I mean, he, he would like suck out the pus out of a out of a pock, and then inject it into somebody else as a as a quote unquote vaccine. So that's basically the same thing. That's what they're doing. So whether whether they put um all that other toxic stuff in it or not, it's still incredibly toxic and ineffective and unnecessary. So, so basically, I just what we're saying is yeah. just stop injecting. <laughs> stop, stop. Putting yeah, stuff don't in your ever. I mean, unless it's ever, Don't ever pierce the skin with something and put something in the body that way. Well, I guess I've, I guess fluids is a little different, but aside from that, don't ever do that. Right, it's not ever going to end well, and it may right. not be immediate. And you may not see it for a while, but it never is going to end well. So that is going to be a tough one for 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 people to get their their heads around. Now, I want to ask you this about rabies, okay? Because this is such a a huge thing for pet parents, right? They're like, it's a law, it's a law, it's a law, it's a law. Okay, uh, I get it, uh, but it's a law to drive the speed limit. Um, so we, yeah. And I, I don't mean to be promoting, you know, 
I am promoting pet health. Okay, so let's Poor, just bad, un, poorly thought out and bad, dangerous laws are made to be broken. Period. I like that. So. I like that. I like that uh, analogy. But and that but, baby's law in every state is completely arbitrary. Okay. Every time I think, I think you start seeing pet parents push back and the and and the rabies numbers sort of decline because pet parents are are getting, you know, more awake and 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 seeing dangerous things happen to the dog. So then they come out with, oh my gosh, we have an infestation of uh skunks or rabbits or you know, something out there with rabies, and then pet parents get very afraid. But I think one thing that we have to be very aware of is that in a city, in a city where uh, there may be, uh, let's just say those huge apartment complexes or or um, condos, right, Neil? So we got these, they're everywhere in the cities. Those dogs are, mm-hmm. they're not outside off leash. They're well, not- did you know that rabies has never been shown to be contagious well i want to i want to ask you about that it's never been isolated it's never been shown to be passed on um it's self-limiting i mean any animal that legitimately has rabies is gonna die but if just because somebody's exposed to it they're not it doesn't mean they have it i mean if if people people here or or whatever that your dog is not current on their rabies vaccine, they act like, oh my God, he's rabid because he's not current on his rabies vaccine. And, and that's the way the thinking is. I'm like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but it's never been isolated. It's never been shown to be contagious. All the Pasteur's work on rabies was falsified. And that is in his published in his own lab notes. Um, that's it's in the, uh, um, the actual originals are in a museum somewhere, but um, that's been known for decades that he falsified all that stuff. What's well, sort of um, like this? It's sort of like, oh my gosh, it was the same. Think about it. Think about it. Here it comes. I might offend somebody, um, but same kind of thought that that people had with this COVID vax. Oh my gosh, you're not vaccinated. You're walking around breathing my air. I'm going to get it. Right. So this is the same thing that they think. Actuality was the other way around. Right. Um, So the, that, that's sort of this thought that we have about rabies, right. That somehow we're going to catch it in the air. You're not going to catch it in the air. And we would say, you're probably not going to catch it. You're not, you're not going to catch it at all. Right. But um, one thing that Dr. Jasek has pointed out is that you would have to be even remotely possible to get is bitten by an animal that has rabies. And typically those animals that have rabies live about three days. Typically, you know that they're rabid, right? Because mm-hmm. they have the the hydrophobia thing going on where they're salivating and all that jazz. So it's not as if you're going to be at the dog park and all of a sudden there's a ding, 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 and this dog goes rabid. And, and I know. Yeah, right. That it didn't work that way. That's kind of in the movies. It's kind yeah, of mo- it doesn't work that way at all. Yeah. So we have to look at that as as what we hope that all pet parents are doing is going. What are the uh, choices and consequences? Because all choices do have consequences. 
right? So you can't, like you said, just go out and get a rabies vaccination and then go, oh, well, I can just give a round of rebalancer and that's going to yeah, solve everything, right? So every every vaccine, every vaccine known to man on the planet, period, is 100% risk and 0% benefit. And I will stand behind that statement against anybody. Um, that's the truth. There's never been any, um, you know, people, people that are going to get sick are going to get sick. People that are not going to get sick are not going to get sick. It has absolutely zero to do with vaccination status. N- nothing, nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with any of that. And if you do the, if you actually do, do a study correctly, you'll see that. But you won't find one that's done correctly because they don't want anybody to know that. But um, if you're trying to decide weigh your risk factors on giving a vaccine, any vaccine, including rabies and rabies is rabies and lepto are absolutely the most dangerous ones. Um, just know that uh, even if you believe it works and even if you believe in the whole thing, think about it this way. Every vaccine will cause some kind of damage. It may be subclinical. You may not actually see it. You may not realize what it is, but it will 100% of the time cause minor to severe damage. No question. So assuming you believe that it works, what is your risk of your dog actually being one exposed to and two like subjected to like actually bitten by a rabid animal that i mean rabies basically doesn't even exist in north america canada has been even declared rabies free um they don't even because of the vaccine you don't even have to well that's what they say it is but it's not it's it's it doesn't it's just like all the rest of them it's all about sanitation um and nutrition and things like that um but think about it that way because the the risk, even if you believe in the old hoopla, the risk is like a fraction of one percent, um, and and the damage is, or the let me restate that the benefit is a fraction of one percent, and the risk is a hundred percent. So why in the world would you would you voluntarily choose to do that? Because the, there's. Because, Neely, the card came in the mail. It said it's time. Even blood work doesn't tell you anything. I mean, if you if you if you're if you're looking at liver and kidney and um, all that kind of stuff, your blood work's not going to show anything until you're already seeing symptoms. So, you know, it's not I. I don't think it's valuable. But that's just my opinion. No, I get it. I get it. Pet parents have been taken down a major rabbit hole and a lot of money based on blood work. Right. So you're going right. So you're going for spay or neuter. And all of a sudden they come back and go, oh, my God, your liver enzymes are off the chart. Your dog's on death's door. We've got to do this, 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 this and this. And actually, the dog was never um, symptomatic. And we have a It's fine. Right. By the way. Raw fed dogs will have a different blood profile than kibble fed dogs. 
just well, keep that in mind. There are many humans that have a different blood uh, profile right now, uh, but yeah. uh, but we're not going to talk about that, right? So anywho, um, I wonder when, especially when you look in Dr. Brady's book, okay, and you see all of the recalls that came back on heels for that vitamin D toxicity, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder, and they left it on the shelves for for three or four months before they pulled it. Yeah, and yeah. The, and they had to pull a lot of it. But did you hear about that? No, you didn't. And but my question is this: I wonder what the response was from the medical community, the veterinary world, when oh, they that covered happened. it up. They covered it up. I mean, we heard about it just because of who we listen to and stuff we read but um the general public didn't know about it a lot of the vets didn't know about it yeah but do what were the vets saying so clearly these dogs there were dogs dying right and there were dogs having major issues showing symptoms but i wonder what was said to the pet parents what tests they ran what they suggested they do when it was this vitamin d toxicity did the vets pinpoint it were they able to see that that's what it was or what did what were what was the narrative i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. but i'm sure they didn't tell them to switch food well that's what i'm saying they were kind of between a rock and a hard spot there right well yeah. they wouldn't have said it anyway <laughs> i mean you know they're feeding oh you're feeding science diets you're fine it can't be the food right because they are being paid Right. They are being mandated. They are being uh, incentivized as uh, the, the the process yeah, goes. Yeah. Right. So I've said this before, but I don't know if it's actually sunk in. The AVMA, if you recommend, if a vet recommends raw food, a raw diet, their license is in jeopardy from the AVMA. They will come after you. So people just know that. If you ask your vet about raw food, whether he agrees with you or not, he's most likely not going to tell you because he's putting his license at risk. And what did they base that on? Because I said so? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because it's bad for big dog food and big ag and big pharma. It's bad for all. It's bad for the it's bad for the corporations. That's what it's based on. None of that stuff is based on health. And the other thing that you'll see coming out too, uh, Dr. Merritt's been saying this for a long time, but um, all the bioweapons research, which I think a lot of that is faulty as well. I think a lot of scientists don't have any idea what they're actually seeing. Um, but anyway, um, all of that, that type of research starts in the veterinary industry. Isn't it crazy? And it well, and it's so that it doesn't get spotted. So they use the veterinary industry for for that type of nefarious stuff. So I think the vet industry is even more corrupt. Not I'm not saying vet vets personally are. I'm saying the industry is. Well what is it? Wasn't it Peter Daschuk that was a head of the veterinary? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. One of the, one of those guys, one of those three guys that was um, in the midst of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and you look at all of the research and the the horrible, the horrible things that Anthony Fauci was doing to to pets, and he, and he can't be the only one, right? Oh man, he I think he was just doing that for grins and giggles. He's he, something's wrong. Oh with my man. god, so, yeah, something, something is wrong with the man. And I wonder he's got Napoleon syndrome. I think that little bitty guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got the evil, evil Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. But but look at all the people that held him up as like this amazing. Yeah, you know, I mean he was he was groomed from the beginning. He never even he's never even seen a patient. He went straight from school to that position, and to be that position should should be held by a seasoned, experienced, uh, knowledgeable physician. No, no, not no. somebody, not somebody straight out of school. No, you would be killed if you were that kind of person. Well, that's true. You'd be disposed of because we cannot. The truth offends. And in all honesty, that shouldn't even be a position to start with. But, you know, that's that's a whole nother topic. Right. When you when you have all that power to grant <laughs> yeah, that, much that, money. Sh- that, that shouldn't even that shouldn't even be a thing. But, you know. I mean, again, the the term follow the money is real, guys. It is so real because well, and he held the purse strings. So, yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm going to divert for one second before we go, because I just saw this pop up. The New York Post just posted this today. People should drink less coffee to combat climate change. <laughs> Robbie that's Starbuck, who, who posted this, said, yeah, that's going to be a hard no for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I can't. I'm not giving up my coffee. You have to say no. You have to just stand up and say no. No taking the no sitting the fence. No taking the easy path. You're gonna be in a mess. Yeah, yeah. And 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 whether we can change um, the health of pets on a major scale, I don't know. I don't know if we can. Um, we're doing our you know, one dog at a time, one One family at a time. Um, But I, but there is a reason there is a reason. And it's not just bad breeding uh, that the, that we have over a 52% cancer rate in dogs. Come on guys. Oh yeah. Just vaccines and kibble. It's easy. Yeah. And (laughs) that's um, the answer. Right. So we, we, if we want um, our pets to stay with us, to be healthy. Because think about it. It is really, really tough on pet parents when a dog is in a compromised position, right? They may not be getting sleep. It's draining their bank accounts. It's putting a lot of stress. There's a lot of sadness. There, It's so hard on a family when you have a sick animal. It's so hard on a family. So it, can we prevent that? Can we can we start making that trend go down the other way? I hope so. I hope so. But I would say it's not going to come, my pet parents, without some pushback in some area. Maybe um, your your roommates don't agree with raw. Maybe your spouse doesn't agree with raw. Maybe get they new don't. Roommates. <laughs> right, get new roommates is yeah. That, that I don't. Maybe you got to get a new spouse. I don't know. But um, yep, you know. I've done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> right. Um and and then I think that there's there's, you know, even a tougher 
um, controversy or tougher um, conversation between pet parents when it comes to the traditional way, right? Do we, do we, you know, get these shots? Do we do this? Do well, we- it's scary. I mean, we've talked about this before too, and it is really scary when, you know, you haven't really been pushed to look into it and, and you kind of have a niggling that there's something not right and you don't feel confident that what you're hearing is the right thing. And yet you get in a crisis situation or even if you're just seeking knowledge or something and you ask that person that um, you trust for whatever reason, or that is in a quote unquote um, place of authority, you know, one of the, one of the quote experts or whatever, um, you know, and then they lie to you and they may not know they're lying, but they, they give you, let's say it this way, they give you incorrect information. Um, especially if you have to make a decision right then and there, you know, and what are you supposed to do? You know, it, it over the, the anxiety and the fear will overtake you. So um, get prepared now so that if you're ever in that position, you're, you're more prepared to make the right choice and have an idea of um, what's right and what's not. Um, But, you know, unfortunately people get, put in that position and in that moment of fear they make the wrong decision and then they and and then then they feel guilty or you know listen feel I, at fault or whatever right right and you have so, to feel you have to feel for those people because what i mean i do which is one reason why i'm so so specific and so so like <laughs> hardcore you know <laughs> maybe somebody's in that position and and they hear my voice saying don't do it don't do it (laughs) maybe maybe it'll come to the front in time to slow everything down a little bit right i don't know (laughs) right right uh but if, if you are confused and let's say you're just starting out on the raw diet neely is really a nice person Regardless of how she sounds on the podcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and she will help you. She will help you. Uh, you can find her on my experts page. Just fill that out. You do get a $25 discount as you come through Raw Dog Food and Company. But uh, Neely is sought out by some of the top people around the country. And the thing that you have with Neely is that you have such a huge knowledge base, right? So if an issue is coming up, you can help point that pet parent in a direction which help them um, do some research. You can give them your best practices, your pro tips, um, help them relieve their anxiety, um, help them overcome the myths that we have seen out there in regards to raw food. And that is going to be the bacteria and the parasites and uh blah 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 the stuff that we mm-hmm. just um if 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 it was going to happen it would have happened to us in the last uh, two and a half decades um and yeah. we just haven't seen it happen 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, if you so choose, leave us a leave us a review. We would love that. We would love for you to subscribe. Get your friends um, that maybe have dogs with health problems over to the Raw Dog Food Truth podcast because I think in the last six years we've probably covered just about everything that's going on out there. Certainly, we'd be glad to answer your questions. But get a um, consult with Neely Piazza. She will not steer you the wrong way. The people who work with her love her and come back year after year just for a follow-up. So get over to the Raw Dog Food Truth Podcast. Get over to Raw Dog Food and Company. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 